have you ever wondered why some people are more feminine some people are more masculine in nature have you ever wondered why some people are more boyish or more girlish in spite of the gender they are in okay they might be boy or a girl man or a woman effeminate men or masculine women man in a woman's body as one of my neighbors likes to tell about his spouse she is a man in a woman's body why does this kind of a thing play out well we come to the right place let's check it out we are talking now in the healing series of astrology about the 27 constellations of the moon or also called the lunar mansions now we are talking about the male and the female genders of the nakshatras they have genders by the way that will tell you why this kind of a thing goes on why some men are more feminine some women are more masculine okay first off keep an eye on that chart over there which is kind of getting very complicated now as you can see with too many colors the legends are at the bottom right corner over there and i have stuck in something here which i will come to later the zodiac signs the 12 zodiacs this table here which i'm pointing to is a 12 zodiacs and if you if you're listening on my podcast watch the youtube each constellation has a blue dot which stands for a male and a pink dot animal and a bird this is the representation now this in itself is a huge topic you can see in the outermost band let's say starting from ashwini nakshatra the first one in the aries it stands for a blue dot horse a male horse and it's got an eagle the next one to that bharani nakshatra has got an elephant with a blue dot that means a male elephant and a male crow that's a crow over there kritika nakshatra has got a female goat and a female peacock mrikshira here keep following the as i'm pointing my mouse so um, rohini nakshatra over here has got a male cobra and a male owl so and it goes on and on and on all across right up to 27 nakshatras each one has a male and female bird and male and female um yeah male and female bird and male and female animal now the way i see it now this is my take on it reflecting upon it thinking upon it looking at my own chart looking at different sources books etc etc is long story there but what i am seeing here the way the ancients of india tried to tell by telling this story as a representation of each nakshatra with an animal and a bird and a male and a female that's what we are talking about here basically they are trying to tell you about the instinct the person carries this is about instinctual behavior even if you go scientifically genetic engineering right even if you go scientifically human dna contains the dna of all of these animals that you see there on the chart around the pie all of them we contain all of their dna and dna driven behavior is very very subconscious these nakshatras are mainly pointing towards what they could be what is your instinctual drive and the way i see it these symbolize the instinct living mating hunting styles of each animal how do they live like lifestyle do they live in isolation for example or do they live in a flock when it comes to birds or animals do they like to hunt singularly or do they like to hunt in a pack for their food whenever they go for food what are their instincts right 
the bird stands for mind mental ability and agility of the mind how agile are you in your thinking process this is my own take by the way okay take what resonates leave it if it doesn't animal stands for bodily functions eating and drinking and mating habits so that is why when they do the chart this is used a lot in relationships when they use the chart comparison they see the male sign the male nakshatra is more compatible with the female nakshatra especially male nakshatra being in a man's chart and female nakshatra being in a female's chart the moon the ascendant and so many other things maybe venus and jupiter also okay but you have to take this genders into account because our dna contains all of them and every chart is placed in one or the other of these nakshatras and every ascendant is placed in one or the male or the female and so is the moon placed in male or female so is venus placed in male or female so we it shows us what is masculine and feminine tendency number 5 we come to the point number 5 there what is masculine and feminine tendency my take on it from all the studies that i have done even in the esoterics and everything else a masculine tendency is the energy which rises up it's the one that sits on top of the crown is the energy of stability of stationary of just being pure consciousness it's a stable observation point highest point i'm talking spiritually here stable observation point of pure consciousness the shiva aspect it's pure it's here the masculine the purest masculine is here okay the feminine aspect is the one who comes into creation and creates she is the creator in the physical everything in creation is shakti it resides at the base of the kundalini base of the spine that is shakti energy so between the polar opposites of masculine and feminine at the base of the spine the tailbone all the creation happens all the chakras come in, in between these two points right even if you look at it from the tantric perspective so that's what masculine and feminine is feminine is the one who is actually creating even if you take the animal kingdom even if you take that lioness over there in um, between sign number 11 and 12 between uh, capricorn and aquarius if you see there's a lioness along with peacock danishta that's a lioness even in the animal kingdom like lions and lionesses it's always the lionesses that go to hunt and in a pack the the guy just lion just sits over there yawning away and farting around right he doesn't do anything much is the female who goes and hunts female who goes and gets prey for the whole pride to eat right you can see this trends and if you want to study more you can study more obviously study the behavior of the birds for how your mind is functioning if your ascendant is in swati nakshatra go and study how the pigeon is functioning because swati nakshatra is a pigeon sign male pigeon how does it function how does it behave how does it fly does it fly high does it fly low does it generally tend to fly more or less the bird behavior wherever it is shown here is pertaining to the mind in my opinion and in my analysis the animal behavior is the animal instinct of our hunting living style habits mating style habits you know all of that stuff so that's what i have come across in general even the sleeping how do you sleep how do you eat the basic functions we are talking about instincts here okay 
This I tried searching everywhere on the web. I could not find a comprehensive thing. So I'm just basically trying to start a conversation here. You can go to the very textbooks and everything and try and research this part of astrology. You might not find many materials there. I can assure you that. So back to this pie chart. How many are there? How many male and female? Well, you would think it's equally balanced. It isn't. There are eight male nakshatras. 16 female nakshatras and three neuter ones which I have labeled here in the logo um, legend down right female is pink male is blue and green is neuter neuter means neither male nor female so those are the neuter ones Marikshira is neuter um, Mula is neuter and Shatabhisha is neuter nakshatras and the blue ones in the outermost belt are all male the pink ones, just a stereotype, pink ones are all female nakshatras and you can see even the pink dots everywhere and blue dots everywhere, right? This is a huge topic, it can be, we can talk about it lots, but the predominant thing I want you to notice here is there are more double the amount of female nakshatras than there are male nakshatras. This itself shows the tendency of the nakshatra is to ground, is to want materialistic gain. I want money. I want that woman or man. I want that child. I want that house. I want this car. Materialistic. It, it's, it has got a materialistic drive to it. It wants to make things happen in the physical world, in all of this world. Okay. That's the tendency of the female energy. The male energy are only eight, half of them, which are all of this, which falls in the sign of Aries. Aries is very strongly male because both the nakshatras falling are masculine. And you can keep doing research like this. Like I said, you can sit with this all day for months. If you take the next one in Taurus, the dominant two nakshatras are Kritika and Rohini. Kritika is female with sun in it and Mrikshira is male with moon in it. How is that? One would think sun should be male and moon should be female, right? But that's not the way it is. And if you want to go further, I have even marked the previous ones. The below, the second belt after the outermost belt is all the ganas, the devgana, manushagana. You remember that one, last one, right? That also I have marked here. So Kritika is Rakshasagana and it's female. So females in Kritika will be really materialistic. For example, ascendant moon you should check. Okay. So this can create a very interesting combination of people's base mentality and instinct. I won't even say mentality. I would call it instinct. It's about instinct here. We are talking only masculine energy, which is more to do with mental mind, female, which has to do with grounding body, procreation, making children, making houses, making wealth, conserving wealth material aspects how do you function in this creation we all need both okay so i'll leave you with this one if you are new to my channel you can subscribe and we shall take it further oh i forgot one last bit this table over here this is the male female energies within the zodiac signs this 1 to 12 the innermost belt okay the innermost belt 1 to 12 are also predominantly female. There are five male signs, male driven energy. Think of it in energy, not in the bodily part of it. Male is masculine and feminine are creational energies. It is nothing to do with 
what gender you are born in. You can be a woman and be very masculine and man and very feminine, right? So the five blue marked ones are the only male signs. The rest of them are all are female. If you want to go one step further and analyze the zodiac also. Also, you can see here, all the tamasic signs, zodiac signs, not nakshatras, don't confuse here. All the tamasic signs belong to the female. See that? You take Aquarius, you take Capricorn, you take Scorpio and you take Virgo. All are female signs. The zodiac. And they are all tamasic. There is not a single tamasic male sign. What does this tell you? There is nothing wrong with tamas by the way. People try to demonize tamas a lot. No, no, no. You need the material body to function. Shakti is the one that creates the entire creation. You need to be in creation. Otherwise, you'll just be nothing, a spirit, right? You can't function, you can't do anything with spirit. You are pure conceptual energy form. So, one of the things I take away from the zodiac part of this is the male is born either to move energy, which is Rajas, if you're following the table there in the center, or it is Sattva. There is no Tamas energy for the male. This is why male have a difficult time and more tendency to get carried away by the women carried away by the feminine force which wants to show that here is the proof here is the material aspect what are you gaining from this what are you gaining from that whereas the masculine sign if the predominant nakshatras and zodiac is masculine you will tend to think no how do i give service back to others no how do i give this thing my knowledge and wisdom and service to others that's the tendency it can be in a man or a woman by the way so i'll leave you with that and take care, be safe, subscribe to my channel, I'd appreciate that both on podcast and on YouTube. And thank you for all your likes, share, subscribes. Have a safe day.